Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of The Bonnie Project. This week I have a couple of listener experiences to share with you and a local story. I'll start by sharing a bit of history behind a well-known Hawke's Bay estate that's been in the family for generations. This house was the home of William Nelson of Tamorna Freezing Works and his family. Nelson built the house in 1866 and named it The Lawn, after the Nelson family home in Warwickshire, England. The house had 32 rooms and sat on 38 acres. Sarah Nelson, William's wife, died tragically at The Lawn in 1883, and the house was sold the following year to Charles and Sarah Nairn. These were landowners out at Podity. The Nairns would reside at the lawn until their deaths and the property was sold to Sam Charlton of the Criterion Hotel Napier for £2,100 in 1899. I'm not sure how much that would equate to in this day and age, but I'd say it would be a pretty penny. The Charltons would only stay one year before the property was on the market once again. Now I'm not quite sure why they didn't stay too long, but alas, the lawn was sold and transported across the river. I'm not going to say which river, by the way. The homestead was destroyed by fire in 1994, but was rebuilt. I had a quick chat with the current owner to tell me about any happenings her family had experienced in the house, so I'll just play that for you now. I have Dale here, who is going to share the history of her family estate. Hi Dale, how are you? Okay. That's good. Um, thanks for taking the time to share your story. So if you'd like to fill us in on some of the history, that'd be really great. But you see, this is where Bonnie, I really need a book for dates and things. But That's okay, um, just memories, so just approximates. The, yeah. Um, my husband's family bought the property in approximately 1920. Mm-hmm. And, um, and lived very happily in the old home for um, oh, 80 years. And then when we moved in, unfortunately within two years, it burnt down. And lots of stories around that too. But a negligent contractor caused the fire. But the only thing to survive the fire really was my wedding ring, which was really bizarre, just being white gold and in a sterling silver case with any other jewellery I owned. Um, and yeah, it's it bizarre. Just pick it up like new out of the ashes. That was all that survived. Wow. So, did when Kip was growing up in the house? Did he see any, did he have any instances happen to him that he's told you about? Uh, just peculiar little feelings, like going up the stairs and I suppose it was the light switch was at the top so you ran up in the dark or, yeah. Um, but no, in their time it was a happy house, but okay. there were lots of, lots of stories other, prior to the coops where the ghosts drove them nuts. Do you know any of those, just briefly? That's okay. So, so was it just I lots need... of feelings, feeling like you're being watched, did he say, when he was living in the house? Oh, oh one, one feeling he had after the fire was definitely not being alone. It was mm -hmm. as if somebody was 
sitting on his shoulder oh. with him, even though he was all alone. He'd left us up in Gisborne and came back on his own, but he definitely didn't feel alone. And he thought then, well, it's a good ghost. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. That's... Could you tell us about the horse clock um, that you mentioned earlier? Oh, the hall, in the hallway, there was a old clock and it had a horse's head that used to turn. And then Kip's father, Malcolm, would try to knock it back where it should be. Mm -hmm. And so it was all quite stiff and you think that should stay put. Yeah. But sure enough, that horse's head would turn back to where it wanted to be. And do you still have the horse's head in the house now? No, because everything oh, went Oh, it got burned, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you rebuilt the house, did do you have any feelings or do you think the ghosts are gone? I think ghosts have gone. Yeah, mm. that's good. Yeah, definitely. They, the fireman said they saw the figure of the ghost in the smoke, but, you know, we haven't looked at those pictures, but apparently they're out there somewhere. I wonder if they could find them at the Hastings Library or something, in, like, the old archives. Would they have those there, do you oh, think? Oh, we might even have some in our photos. We just haven't looked. That'd be know? cool to see. Yeah. Because I definitely believe in all yeah. that stuff. But that's where I don't... I don't know enough, but I can dig out the Nelson history and the Clive that'd history. Be, yeah, you know, definitely, that'd to, be great. To um, I could have you on again. A wee bit. Well, maybe <laughs> in a future episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dale. Well, thanks very much. Oh, good one. That was Bonnie. really enjoyable. <laughs> okay, I might catch you next time. Okay, thanks, Bonnie. Now, as you would have heard. Dale did say when the house burnt down, her wedding ring was the only thing unscathed and it looked like new. And I was lucky enough to see a photo of part of the remains and there was only a brick fireplace standing and the rest was just ash. So I just find it so remarkable that the wedding ring was untouched. It's quite amazing really. Also, I did get to speak with Kip, her husband, after the recorded conversation. And apparently a mistress or somebody that lived in the house previous to the current owner's was pushed or fell down the stairs and Kip used to get a feeling that he was being watched every time he would have to go up the staircase because the light was at the top of the stairs so he would run as fast as he could to get out of that area because of the feeling that he got I can't say I blame him that's how I used to feel at my childhood home in the hallway which I discussed in episode three it's not a good time so this house is literally the most beautiful home I've ever been in and for obvious privacy reasons, I will not be sharing its location. I would love to see the photos of the supposed ghost going up with the flames when the old house burnt down. I do believe in that sort of thing, as you know. So I'm hoping Dale has them buried somewhere at home and I could possibly have a look one day. That would be amazing. I do have another story to share. This one is quite short, but it has a pleasant ending, even though at the time... It might have been unsettling for the person. So I'll read that now. The following is a recount of a paranormal experience I had early one morning when I was just waking up. My girlfriend was staying at my house and was lying next to me fast asleep. I started opening my eyes when I saw a light shining from the gap under my bedroom door. I thought it was another family member turning a light on. Then suddenly I saw something. A very faint, transparent figure 
moved from my door to the end of my bed. As it got closer, it became more visible. What looked to be a short old man stood and stared at me and my girlfriend. I instantly went from half asleep to wide awake. I stared wide-eyed for what seemed like a whole minute. I know I was awake because I sat up and stared without blinking for so long my eyes watered. The figure slowly faded away and I couldn't move. I continued to stare into the darkness and noticed that there was no light on outside my room and no one was awake. I took a deep breath and tried to go back to sleep. I remember lying awake for about an hour, just reliving what happened over and over until my girlfriend woke up. I told her what happened and she looked at me shocked. I asked her what was wrong and she said she had a dream of her grandfather standing at the end of the bed and he told her he was watching over her and not to be afraid. I don't know how this happened, but it really freaked me out. My girlfriend's family has had different paranormal and psychic experiences happen to them, but I'll leave that for another time. So that was actually a nice change from what we usually hear or what I'm usually into. So it's quite a poignant story that happened, so hopefully that person does share another one of the stories with them because I'd love to hear from them again. So this next story is a very good friend of mine who wanted to remain anonymous also. I won't tell you what the story is, but we'll have a listen and I'll discuss it afterwards. The story has stuck with me since I've met her when I was 11 and it's still quite chilling. So welcome and if you'd like to share your story, that'd be awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Um... So when I was a lot younger, living in my parents' home, and this is very bizarre because I'm not a superstitious person. I never have been, even as a child. Uh, I wasn't superstitious, wasn't religious, didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that. Um, but it would have started probably, it was very young, um, maybe when I was six, perhaps. Okay. And I remember one night, so lived in the family home, and sleep with the doors open, obviously. And one night, I remember I woke up and my dad, or what I thought was my dad, was standing in the door frame to the bedroom. Um, just standing there. I remember I opened my eyes, saw him, and was waiting for him to obviously go to the bathroom or whatever he was doing. But he kept standing there. He didn't move. And so I called out. I said, um, what is it, Dad? He didn't answer. And that's when I realised it wasn't my dad. I couldn't see anything. He was the same height. My father's quite tall and he was the same height as him. Um, it was looked like a shadow of a man, but obviously in the dark, you can't quite, you just think it's someone standing there with no, you can't see their features. Like a silhouette. Like a silhouette, exactly like a silhouette. So um, he had on a hat, a wide brimmed hat mm -hmm. and a coat, a long coat that went all, nearly all the way down to the ground. Um, and it gave me a hell of a fright and... Being a child, of course, being frightened, not knowing what was going on, I just closed my eyes and willed for him to go away. Uh, I'm pretty sure I opened him, he was still there, and this is what would happen. Eventually, I fell asleep. It continued to happen regularly, not nightly, but maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks, I would see the man. So some nights I'd wake up, he wouldn't be there, and some nights I'd wake up and he would be. Mm. And then one time I woke up and he was in the room and the bizarre thing is that even though the shadow 
so it could have been a trick of the light or something, which is what I would tell myself, um, had moved and was in a different location, it was the exact same man. He was the same height, um, same shoulder width, wearing the same clothes kind of thing. Um, so that was really freaky, but again, being a child, being too scared to call out or to do anything about it, I just would close my eyes and hope that I would fall asleep and he would disappear. Then eventually, one time I woke up and he was actually standing at the foot of my bed, which was really scary. I was terrified. Um, so I didn't know what to do. Back in primary school, I'm not sure if they still do, but we always had, it was part of the curriculum, would have religious instruction, which is what all the kids did once a week. I think someone would come and talk to us about the Bible. Uh, I've never been a religious person, but I didn't know who to talk to about it because I thought it was crazy. And one day, the man who taught religious instruction was talking to us about... Um, strange events and he asked if we had any questions and so I put my hand up and I told him that I had seen this shadow of a man but I might be imagining it but it was it had been going on for quite a long time and did he think that I was just perhaps imagining this person standing there and he agreed with me and he believed me and he said to say next time you see him just say Jesus protect me and he'll go away mm -hmm. and wasn't sure if I believed it of course because I wasn't religious and then the next time that I saw them at this shadow in my room I whispered under my breath Jesus protect me and I never saw him again that's amazing yeah it's weird <laughs> and a slight relief yeah I was I was so relieved because it was he never did, it never, nothing ever happened, but it is just, and I still can't explain it to this day, if he had perhaps changed, his silhouette had changed, uh, it could have been a trick of the light, but it never did. Yeah. And I definitely could, I felt something, which is, yeah, it's crazy. I would have been slightly uncomfortable if that had happened to me. <laughs> I think that's a normal reaction. Yeah, no, it is, it's weird. I mean, to this day, I'm still not a superstitious person, but I still can't explain it. So are you, would you say you're a sceptic, or do you do believe because no, you have I seen am. something? I am, but... You're I a sceptic or a believer? I'm a sceptic. Are you yeah. a sceptic? <laughs> um, yes. But yeah. you believe people if they tell you their experiences, or are you just... Yeah, well, I do, because it's, I can't explain what happened to me. Okay. There's always things in this world that you can't explain, I guess, but, yeah. Definitely. Bizarre. Okay, well, thank you very much for sharing that. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks. Now that story has stuck with me ever since she told me at intermediate school. I have never forgotten it and the more I listen to other podcasts with other people's experiences, shadow people are quite common and more often than not they have a similar silhouette to the one my friend described. So they have the hat and the coat and they're usually really tall figures and I just am so glad I've never actually seen one myself because... I honestly would freak out and especially one that gets closer to you each time like once a week or however long they're in the room that would just absolutely freak me out but anyway I hope you enjoyed this week's episode be sure to tune in next time and remember if you have any topic suggestions or you'd like to share your own stories 
then please send me an email at thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com. That's thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com. Talk to you guys next time. Ciao. Thank you.